You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3 minus Eric today. But Jill and I are looking forward to Whipples Squared. We've got Alan and Marty Whipples joining us in studio. Good morning to you both. Good Good morning. morning. It is especially good to have you here on Valentine's Day because it's the day, obviously, we celebrate love. We want to do that well, though. And even if we are single today, I think many of us want to know what does it take to have a happy marriage? Because many people are married. Not everyone can say they have a fulfilling marriage. And that's why you guys wrote some notes and thought of this really through to walk us through this today. Right, Marty? Right. Right. And it's not so much about making a happy marriage the goal. Our fulfillment comes as we yield it all to Christ. Then Mm. the happiness is an overflow. Mm. And Alan, you two have been married for 55 years? 55 years. Wow, what a blessing. Mm. Joe, wouldn't you want to know? I I mean, before we even get started on notes, I'd love to know how these two met. Oh, I think it would be good to go way back (laughs) to the beginning and uh, say what happened. How did you meet? We'd love to just hear that story. Well, it was very unusual because (laughs) I was a senior in college and I was involved with Campus Crusade for Christ. And the first meeting of the fall session of my senior year, I walked into a meeting and I saw Marty. I didn't know who she was. I didn't meet her that night. But God said, that's the woman you're going to marry. Now, I I didn't tell her that at all. (laughs) That was probably a good move. (laughs) I think that's amazing. I've heard that many times before where men say something, the Lord just spoke to that or they just knew. What is that? I'm just always so curious. How do men just know? I think it's just a peace, a confidence. Mm. The first thing was I wasn't looking for, I wasn't even dating anybody at the time. I was very content walking and growing in the Lord. Uh, My purpose was to go on into full-time ministry at some point. And uh, at at that point, God just said, that's going to be the person who's going to walk through that ministry with you. So it was fun. And now what did he tell you at that time, Marty? Oh, um, nothing. Uh, <laughs> I had decided before I started school that I would not date anyone, anyone, until I won the world to Christ. Wow. It's a good thing I didn't wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> you still be waiting, baby, right? right. Wow. right. And it wasn't until two weeks before school started that I even know, knew I was going to that university because I had wanted to go to a Christian college and my parents absolutely forbade me. And it's a long story. It'd take too long of your time. But God moved um, a lot of circumstances to get me at the school where he was. Well, I so love just hearing of God's plan because I think that's even a good word for that person that's listening this morning saying, I want a relationship. I want to be married more than anything. Uh, Mm. But what I'm hearing you say is it's so important to be doing right now today the thing that God has called us to do, right? So true, Jill, because if you make marriage your goal, you won't be objective. And I counsel people who are married and much more lonely than they were when they were single because they didn't trust God. They didn't wait for God's best. They thought a spouse would fulfill all their dreams. 
And God is the only one who satisfies our souls. Mm. But we are taking a look at what a recipe can be. And now we get this special treat today because Marty's with us each and every month and she always provides great handouts. But uh, Marty always is quick to say and give credit to Alan. You're really the secret behind these notes, huh? <laughs> I am. I enjoy organizing. I'm uh, very much a systems type of person and uh, put it into something that can be transferable. And that to me is one of the greatest things we can do in ministry is not keep it for ourselves, but really give it to somebody in a way that they can share it with others. So if you can't stay with us, the notes that we're going to be working through, it's always the same word. The word is healing. You can actually get that even now. The number is 561-737-6035. All right, Vardy, how did you come up with the concept for this month's notes? Well, I wrote a different show first. I had all the notes done and I kept asking Alan questions and I was trying to write them to include everyone. And then I thought, wait a minute, we've been married 55 years. Shouldn't we focus on what makes our marriage consistently joyful? What what makes our marriage a safe haven for both of us? And as you said at the beginning, singles can look at this and go, okay, this is a pattern. And notice it's a recipe. It's not the recipe. We try to put the leading ingredients in that every healthy marriage needs, but your own marriage will be unique to you. Mm-hmm. And what I see you saying is these are not the this is not the recipe for a perfect marriage. Right. <laughs> the perfect marriage is the marriage Christ with his bride. The marriages yes. that we have here on earth are healthy and happy as we follow uh, the recipe that God's given us in his word, right? Right. right. Well, remember that uh, God created the Garden of Eden and he placed two perfect people in a perfect place and yet they failed in in their relationship with each other and with God. So we've got to really focus on God if we're going to be successful in anything we do. And the first step here, let's go, let's go ahead jump into that recipe. What do we where do we want to start, Marty? With agape love. So it's not that we have these wonderful feelings and you just make me so happy and I'll never be happier than this. No, we're going to share God's unconditional love with each other. We have a friend who's a professional chef, and whenever he and his family come over, he will create something, and it's always amazing. And one time he was making something, and he asked for a certain ingredient, and I said, oh, I don't have that. Can we substitute? And he looked at me kind of sternly, (laughs) I might say, and he said, no, that's integral to the recipe. Go to the store and get it. So we went to the store and got it. So in a healthy marriage, if you want to have a marriage that lasts it's got to be God's love, the love he describes in First Corinthians 13. That agape love, and you describe that here as unconditional. It's really about the commitment, the trust, the hope in God. I love that mm-hmm. you put that word commitment, Alan, because that means it, there are ups and downs in season, ebbs and flows in how you feel in a marriage. But Absolutely. the commitment is key. You bet. And that's the one thing that I think we've enjoyed from since our marriage didn't begin on a romantic beginning with everything perfect, it was just our first focus in our relationship was doing ministry together. We actually never dated wow. until we were engaged. Oh my! But we did lots of ministry things together, and the beauty of that is you could begin to see how we interact with other people in a real situation, and that gives you a much clearer insight into the person's character. 
<laughs> that is good. Uh, yeah. So you've said we need to choose ingredients. You talked about God's agape, unconditional love, uh, the commitment we need. Where does our trust and our hope in God come in? Every day, all day long. <laughs> it's, you know, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment in Mark? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. So as we're committed to God, we have this love that splashes out to others. And we learn to love ourselves, too. We aren't effective spouses if we don't love ourselves. Mm, that is a key. And we might want to have to come back to that. Because step two, though, creatively combine. This is, this is the recipe now. We've chosen the right ingredients. Now step two is creatively combine these ingredients by dreaming together with a sense of adventure. Boy, this does sound fun, Alan. <laughs> it really is. Uh, because we don't know what's going to happen next. Mm. And we can live life with anticipation and we can live life in obedience to what God shows us for that particular day. And yet we've got to dream and have hope and, and plan. We plan as if we're going to be here for a long time, but we live as if today's the only day we've got. And that's really what God said in Matthew six thirty three and 34. We've got to live, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else that we need will be added unto us. And we don't have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough problems of its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be so easy to dream together yes. uh, at the beginning when you're excited about what life is going to be. And then uh, life happens. And uh, sometimes that dreaming together can stop. So talk a little bit about how that continues through 55 years of marriage. Well, it continues because we let the Lord be our shepherd. He guides us into his dream. It's not our dream. It's not what we want. It's, Lord, what do you want us to do today? How can we honor you with our words, with our actions, with our interactions? We made a policy very early in our marriage that we could not teach anyone else. And we were having Bible studies with high school kids like in our first year of marriage. So we made a policy. We can't teach anyone else if we're not at peace. Mm. If the people we are in front of people isn't the same as who we are in private. So we're both pretty intense personalities, you might have noticed. And so we had to make a rule. And this isn't like a a rule that's bad. It's like a a guideline that um, there's no back door in our marriage. So there's Mm -hmm. a commitment. There's no back door. When there's no back door, you work through things. Mm. You make it work. And when I'm counseling couples, sometimes one of them will say, well, I just don't have feelings for him anymore. Or I don't have feelings for her like I used to. And I just wait. I wait, and pretty soon it often comes out that there's someone else that he or she does have feelings for. So we choose to do what causes the feelings to be produced. Mm -hmm. We do what God says is love, and then we have the feelings of love. And I think that's so key. And it's so, so, so often, too, when we are maybe not feeling those, those things, we have to go back to maybe what we did in the beginning. Does, does that help? It's to sometimes romance that spouse once again. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And that's not just romance in the sense of romance. Mm-hmm. It's little things like uh, when you're first dating, you try to make a good impression. You dress up, you clean up, you, <laughs> you uh, open the door, you plan something. And oftentimes as we get 
down in marriage, life becomes just a process and you live out each day and you go on to the next. Mm-hmm. But for all 55 years, I still walk around the car and open the door for Marty when she gets in. And that's just honoring who she is and what she is in my life. And uh, it's amazing when you do that, even walking into a restaurant or you wait for her, you know, people notice. And they oftentimes will say something because obviously we're not young romantic couples anymore. <laughs> we've got white hair and we've got creeks and But we are romantic. But we are. We still mm-hmm. walk holding hands yeah. and um, – do all kinds of creative things to show love for each other. And it's fun. It's an adventure. It never gets boring. If you're bored, you're the problem. Our kids, if they said they were bored, I would say, oh, I'm going to find something for you to do then. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the number that you can text to get these notes that we are working through, if you want this recipe, we're always asking for recipes, right? Well, we've Mm -hmm. written it down for you. This recipe, though, is for a happy marriage. And when you text the word healing, we'll send that PDF to you. The number 561-737-6035. It's so true. People take notice. Just the other day when Gibson opened the door for me, someone said, I really appreciate that you did that. I mean, Ooh. they didn't weren't the beneficiary of it, but they <laughs> right. but they appreciate we appreciate seeing love done well when people are loving each other. I mean, I think that's it gives even someone who's not in that relationship hope that you know what we can do. I can find that, or I can or I can be that person too. Right. I think it starts with being that person. Mm. And if you if you're opening the door for somebody, you're thinking of them rather than yourself. And that's what we've got to do throughout our relationship is we've always got to be thinking about the other. Put them first and be content. Not that they're an idol because they're they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But it's the fact that God is the real source of all of our happiness and our joy. Now we're going to talk about how to mix those ingredients. And I know that you would say God's word is supreme in that, right? Absolutely. And we can be each other's best friend as we love intentionally following God's model of love from 1 Corinthians 13. We've got to remember there that love is defined as love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. So we've always got to be focusing on the source of the love, not the other person or the object of our love. And love doesn't demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps, oh, listen to this, it keeps no record of being wronged. And that doesn't mean you don't work through things. You work through them and plan to succeed as you work through. Um, It might take a while, but keep working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. You also talk about forgiveness and how that is so key. And this is where we, maybe when we get married, we don't realize how important this is going to be because, you know, we might be in that stage where we think this person will never disappoint me, will never have an argument. (laughs) And then we quickly find out, wait, they're not perfect and I'm not perfect either. So how are we going to do, how are we going to work through this? Right, Alan? Right. We can forgive because God forgave us. Mm. So everything that we do in our relationship with one another is an outpouring of his spirit through us. And we Mm. experience it, the love, as we trust God to give us that forgiveness. Because it's not easy to forgive. Marty and I are both very opinionated people. Mm. Um, She's (laughs) very strong and I will defer to her 
most times, <laughs> but uh, there are other times where I have to do what God is telling us to do. Part of that has been in the area of moving. Uh, in the course of our lifetime, we've moved from the Midwest to California to Colorado, back to the Midwest, and then down here to South Florida. A and total of t- go ahead. 24 moves. Mm. Wow. Ask me what I hate more than anything, <laughs> <laughs> moving. But That's since hard. I defer to Alan, he's my God-designed leader. When he says, I believe God is calling us to do this— Obviously, we talk about it. We seek godly wisdom. We look at pros and cons. But I ultimately follow his leadership. But more recently, I've asked God to help me demonstrate trust in him with what's really difficult for me to do. You know, when our kids were little, it was because I was concerned for them, finding new friends, schools, all the different things. But um, it's helped us put our roots deep in the Lord. Well. I was gonna just before we move past this. I, I really want to ask you about forgiveness again because okay. I hear what you guys are saying. And what about the person who says, "But you are in a loving, committed relationship." What about the marriage that's struggling? And maybe it's the wife that's listening and saying, how do I forgive when maybe he's not even showing that he's sorry or repentant, and the same issues are coming up? Forgiveness is not as easy then. That's a really good point. Um, if your husband or wife is cheating on you, for example, mm-hmm. I'm not. We're not talking about cheap forgiveness, where you just go, "Oh, honey, that's okay." No, you need to hold your spouse accountable. And um, you could look at Leslie Vernick, L E S L I E V E R N I C K dot com. She has a lot of good articles. If you're in a difficult relationship, an abusive relationship. Um, So, Bridget, thank you for bringing that up because that's a huge issue. Um, But if it's okay, I'm going to go back to our recipe for a happy marriage since we we could spend five hours and not touch everything with that. Mm. But it's a really important point. I remember talking with one woman who'd been through a very public um, embarrassment. Her husband... uh, best-selling Christian author had been cheating on her, and it became very public. He lost his position. He lost his reputation, but his marriage thrived. And I met them in New Hampshire a number of years ago, and I, I said, would you, since I'm a Christian therapist, it would really help me to know how your marriage survived. And they were very gracious to answer me. And at first, he was quiet. And she jumped in and said, you know, he always forgave me anything I had done. So how could I not forgive him? And then she added very emphatically, we met on level ground at the cross. And then he finally could speak because I'd brought up a very difficult topic, obviously. And he said, and we went into seclusion for a year and a half. That helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people can't afford to do that. Um, if If a very difficult betrayal has taken place, you're probably going to want to get some counseling, get some help. That is a beautiful picture. And as we talk about mixing the ingredients for a happy marriage, we talked about being each other's best friends, forgiving one another. And as I was hearing you talk about moving around the country, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, so many times as we start off in marriage, we really don't have anything. And then as we go on, we accumulate things. But your next point is really, really important. Be content. Yes. <laughs> Ellen is a great object lesson for this. And contentment only comes when you live in the moment. 
You and mm-hmm. in Timothy it says that godliness with contentment is great gain. So you fo- focus first on God, and then you live with what God has given you for that day, and then you know that the result will be His blessing and His wisdom for us to walk out each day. I mean, it's not that we were discontented when we moved all over the country. It was that we were in ministry. God, ministries move you around at times, and other times ministries shut down, and you have to look and say, okay, God, where should we go? Uh, At one point, we were doing full-time church ministry, and all of a sudden, it was closing down, and uh, our aspect of it was closing down. And so we went away and just said, God, what is it that you want us to do next? And we looked at where our kids were. And we were spending all of our time with other people's children, but not our own. And so at that point, God led us to go back into the field of education where I would be where the kids were for the next 10 years. And it was amazing how God leads you far away at that point. And, you know, you never know what that contentment can look like. And it was exciting. Um, As we we say in the second point, it's an adventure, which defined as an unusual, exciting, and possibly dangerous activity, (laughs) such as a trip or experience or the excitement produced by such an activity. And while it was challenging to move at that point, Alan went back to graduate school. And while he was in graduate school, we spent most of our free time with other graduate students and their families who were from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait. We had the most amazing discussions about Jesus and Mm. faith. Of course, they had amazing discussions with us, too. Uh, (laughs) But opportunities we wouldn't have had if we hadn't listened to God. Right. Yeah, that, that sense of adventure. Well, we're talking about a recipe for a happy marriage. These notes are yours when you text the word HEALING, 561-737-6035. Alan and Marty Wibbles with us. Now, this is a different point. Okay, so we're talking about what we're mixing in together. Now, you talk about just our bodies. What does this have to do with our relationship as far as keeping them healthy, Alan? Well, our our bodies are the vessel by which we can live out the life that God has placed before us. And uh, over the years, we've combined exercise and relationship because we do we try to do things together, first of all. And so we walk together, we talk uh, now, that's a challenge for me because Marty's legs are a lot shorter than mine. <laughs> so when we walk, I sometimes have to walk backwards. I sometimes – but that's good. That's using a different part True. of the muscles. <laughs> and so uh, exercise is really important. And as we've gotten older, a few – oh, I don't know, about six months ago, I thought, okay, I can just do what I want and it doesn't matter. Well, you know what? I gained a lot of weight. And so as of Christmas time, we decided that's it. We're going to just get back to being healthy. All we did for changing our diet was cut out sugar, and we've lost over 10 pounds each. Wow. It's incredible. We, and still we do didn't other think things. we ate that much yeah. sugar. Um, and we're not telling you what to do here. Hey, it is Valentine's Day after all. But <laughs> There are sugar free chocolates. That's right. <laughs> but what we want to do is keep our bodies so that we can serve God as long as he gives us life. Now, obviously, we know that our bodies might end up in wheelchairs or something like that, but we can still serve God wherever we are. And God says, do all your work heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So that's why that point is there. Mm -hmm. And then you say it's so important to not just spend that time together, but to spend that time in devotions. Talk about that. Right. Well, each day, both of us begin our day in the Word. Usually it takes about an hour, 
And we, with the key focus we agree to together is we're going to read through the Bible in a year, or whatever it is our plan is. And then after we do that, then we talk about what we've learned in the day. Obviously, you can uh, know that usually Marty has more to say about it and greater insight. And I learn from her. Uh, but, I learn uh, from you all the time. But, I'm, you know, God is faithful in giving each of us what we need. And together, we learn and we grow. And so it's it's incredibly important. We do that with books too. Uh, we both have eBooks, and uh, we finally gave up buying most paper type books and go to just e. Marty's sad about that, but I love books. We've got so many books, and after so many moves, we don't want to haul more. <laughs> right, that's so true. <laughs> or leave them for other people to move. But by having eBooks, we can both be reading the same book at the same time. And uh, then we talk about it. What are we learning? What are we experiencing? And and it can be novels. It can be things that are fun. Uh, we've uh, the one we've enjoyed the most lately is called "Surprised by Oxford." Mm. Yes, on uh, so, C.S. Lewis, right? No, um, no, no, it's huh. um, Carolyn Weber. Weber, W-E-B-E-R. Oh, it's so good. She was a student at Oxford, an agnostic, and a Christian. Well, a group of Christian students kept witnessing to her, and it's her journey of being surprised by the gospel. But it's oh, it's beautifully. It's written. like a trip to England. Oh, wow! Yes. So it's wonderful, <laughs> and it's very personal. And she, by the way, now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And she and her family. So. And so you but, guys reading that together and then being able to converse right. and yeah. that type well, of Well, and when we went to England a few years ago, we took a train to Oxford because of C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. We stood outside the building where he became a believer, where his conversion occurred. And we're like, oh, think what was happening in there. And then to get to read this and find out more of the inner workings of Oxford, it was just it is delightful. I had to read it two times. It was that good. <laughs> well, you spend time together. You uh, spend time alone with God. And then you say it's also important to serve God together. Right. Why is that? Well, because you, you, unfortunately, in many people in our society, we tend to have our own ministries. And so the wife may be doing one thing, the husband another. But we've pretty much throughout our entire marriage both been invested in the same type of ministry. We ministered with junior high, high school kids. Then when we were old enough, we could minister to college students. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, it was amazing what sharing God's Word together and the strength that it brings, the health that it brings, the vitality that it brings to our relationship by mm-hmm. sharing God's Word with other people just gives us life. Well, and I also think it's a good model for couples to min- – and right. we're not telling you you got to do this. This is just how God led us, okay? A recipe, um, not the only recipe. But I think it has been a significant model to the students that we've worked with to see, hey, here's what love looks like. Here's mm-hmm. how Jesus can make a healthy relationship. In fact, one of the courses we wrote for college students was called Relationships Pure and Simple. It's out of print now, but we were teaching students – How do you build a healthy relationship in the first place? And in writing that, we we taught them it's not about courtship. It's not about dating. It's about having a biblical romance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all this stuff. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. But let God be original with his plan for your life. And do you know what? In writing that course, we used over 40 books of the Bible. (laughs) Wow. 
So that shows how important that is. And then the cool thing was, as we wrote a chapter, we emailed it to Russia, and then we went to Russia and taught it to an emerging church there of young adults who really wanted to know how do we form a healthy relationship. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And in our serving, you talk about trusting God to empower us to serve him. I mean, we rely on him even for the power to do what he's called us to do together. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) He's he's our source of strength. I mean, that's it. Well, like the first time we went to teach in Russia, we were teaching on marriage right after the collapse of communism. And as the plane is descending into St. Petersburg, a thought occurred to me. We didn't bring any contact information for the missionaries we're here to work with. What if they're not at the airport? We're lost. (laughs) And you you get off the plane in St. Petersburg at that point. Remember, right after the collapse of communism, it's all these guards with very large guns. and No people. No people. No (laughs) people, just the guards. But thankfully, we saw – the people we were supposed to meet, and and we were able to teach. It was so cool. We taught at a brand-new Christian university in St. Petersburg, and we taught on what the Bible says about marriage that Mm -hmm. time. And it was like being in the book of Acts. Talk about an adventure. That was so exciting. (laughs) People were sitting on the edge of their chairs because they had never heard anything like that. So you do not know where God is going to take you if you trust him. We went to Costa Rica to teach on marriage. That was fun, too. (laughs) Oh, man, such an adventure. And that's what you've been talking about is we're talking about the recipe for a happy marriage. We just have such a short time left. But uh, you tell us uh, that we are each one of us an ambassador of Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it talks about the fact that we're God's ambassadors. And if we remember that we're his ambassadors, we've got to remember that he promises to provide for all our needs. Our home is an embassy. It's a representative of the kingdom of God to the people around us. We're to love our neighbors, so we're God's uh, ambassador to them, to the people that God brings into your life on a daily basis. And so it's, it's fun to remember that as an ambassador, it's not your responsibility to provide for your own needs. It's your responsibility to represent your, your kingdom faithfully. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so much here in this recipe for a happy marriage. We'd love to put it in your hands on this Valentine's Day. When you text HEALING, we'll send it to you. The number, 561-737-6035. Before we end, Alan, I would love if you would just close us out in a word of prayer for marriages, those that are thriving right now and those that, that really need God's intervention. Oh, Father, we thank you for our time this morning. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you've promised to meet all of our needs. And, Father, I pray for uh, those individuals out there that are seeking a spouse or seeking a mate for life. I I pray, Father, that you'll just let them wait on you and trust you. And, Father, we thank you for the good marriages that are there and that are true ambassadors of your kingdom But, Father, we also pray for those people that are struggling right now. We pray that you'll bring them hope, you'll give them peace, you'll bring them contentment, and that you'll just go before them. We thank you, Father, that your mercies are new every morning. And so we rest in that, in Jesus' name. Amen. 